We stand today. The business method. With the shadow. The business method. The business method podcast. The business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their online and location-independent business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses, and we are getting behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build businesses like this. On top of that, we also gather entrepreneurs at events and retreats around the world. This October, we are having our annual events in Thailand. Get shit done live. It's 10 days of high-performance productivity, targeted collaboration, and rapid execution designed for entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done in a little amount of time. Some say it's like 10 months of work in 10 days. There's a magic that happens when brilliant minds come together to push one another towards productive execution. That is exactly what this retreat is about. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That is thebusinessmethod.com now. Let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Recently, I attended Freedom X Fest 2018. This is a festival where 400 location independent entrepreneurs come and hang out in the Pyrenees Mountains of Spain for a week to mastermind, attend workshops, network, eat delicious food, and enjoy a plethora of outdoor activities. It was a blast, and I was fortunate enough to be asked to speak, present on a productivity panel, and host a seven-figure location independent panel. We recorded the productivity panel and decided to make it into a podcast. Now, I have to apologize ahead of time. The volume is a little low. It was raining really hard outside at the time, but I thought the content was so great that it needed to be shared. On the panel with me are representatives from Facebook, Remote Year, and Doist. All of them had incredible tips about productivity to share, and I think you guys will really enjoy the show. And without further ado, let's hop into the interview. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Okay, th- thanks guys for coming through the rain to come and listen to this very, very important topic on productivity. I think maybe some of you are here because we don't want to go out in the rain. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the topic of this panel today is about productivity for lifestyle design, getting more done in all aspects of your life. So when we're talking about all aspects, we're talking about not just work, but your social life, finance, relationships, personal development, health, contribution. And people in this audience, that we all have challenges with productivity. Some of us are remote workers, we work virtually. Some of us are digital nomads, we've got um, issues about traveling all the time. Um, some of us are tr- transitioning from the career to entrepreneurship. Um, some of us have got families, and some of us have freedom fighters like myself, who is really purely wanting to have an amazing lifestyle. So before we talk about productivity, let's just focus the fact that we're all here wanting more freedom to create a better lifestyle. And I'm just going to put it to the audience. Um, maybe someone can put their hands up. Um, what is your ideal lifestyle? 
um, let's say your ideal day, what would it look like? Could someone put their hands up to answer the question? Anybody? Can I have a mic? Yeah. Well, my ideal day is always to have a very early morning, uh, train, have time to breathe, uh, then have a great breakfast full of fruits, uh, yogurt, <laughs> and then maybe by 9, 9.30 start thinking on the most important things I want to do and just do three things that day. That is my most effective day. Yeah. And finish before three. Before three, exactly. Yeah. And what, why three particularly? Um, why three o'clock particularly? Is there why three o'clock? Well, in Mallorca, there's still sun in um, winter, and then mm -hmm. you can go to the mountain or to the beach. You can go to the mountains and the beach and enjoy yeah. and have a life. Exactly. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is, thank you very much. Um, this is why we're talking about this. One more, one more answer over there. So I would say that for me is to allow myself to be in the flow, that for me means flow and for me it means uh, close to the sea mm -hmm. and like kite surfing for example. And the reason is not because it kind of creates a positive feeling for myself, uh, but it also drives creativity yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. So I have noticed that when I am in the flow, I am much more creative and much more impactful on, on the ideas that I have, Yes, that I want to do. That's right, and we will be talking more about that, how to get into that state more often, and actually what productivity means. So that's, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. And I think because we have all these challenges and time is probably the most valuable commodity we have, this is probably why this Today we're all here. Um, it's such an important topic always on our minds, so hopefully we can get something really valuable out of this today. So first of all, I'd just like to introduce um, the panelists. Um, I'm just going to give the names, and everyone's going to introduce himself. We've got Chris Reynolds. We've got Ariel Upson. We've got Daniel Gracia, and we've got Kendall Beveridge. Um, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself first? Hey, hello. Okay. Uh, my name is Chris Reynolds. I'm the founder and host of the Business Method podcast. Uh, we interview serious entrepreneurs in series. So we did 100 podcasts in 100 days with $100,000 entrepreneurs and higher. And now we're doing 100 podcasts with seven figure location independent entrepreneurs. I'm also a, a high performance productivity coach for entrepreneurs. And we do productivity events and business accelerators around the world for entrepreneurs. Hi, my name is Ariel Upton, and I am the manager of content strategy at Remote Year. Uh, Remote Year, we take remote professionals on work and travel programs around the world for four and 12 months. And I'm also the co-founder of a company called Today I Did It Right, which is an approach and a self-connection journal, which is focused on helping people create lives that look and feel right to them every day. And if you want to know more about that, I have a workshop tonight at seven, and we can dig into it more. Hi, my name is Daniel Garcia. I work for Twist, the makers of Todoist and Twist. And I usually take care of media relations, PR. I also coordinate the whole localization of the apps and marketing material. So yeah, we've been around here with some talks. Okay. 
Facebook in San Francisco, and I work on our consumer marketing team. I've been there for the past four and a half years. Used to work in product and business marketing on fun things like Messenger, WhatsApp, and the gaming industry. I'm also a field hockey player, which is a passion of mine, and I'll put that in the bio. Great. Um, so, um, first of all, we're going to um, start off with two or three questions that we're going to ask to the panelists, and we're going to have a discussion. But I also want um, you guys to really get as much value out of this as possible by asking questions. So, if while we're talking, you can think of like you know two or three questions relating to any area of your life to be more productive in order to get better lifestyle design, um, and then we'll put it to the audience um, afterwards. Okay, so the first question, again, is just to um, go back to what I was saying about why it's so important. Um, why is productivity such an important topic when it, for um, the topic of location independence? And why is it such a hot topic? Why have we got so many people here today? Um, I'm going to ask Kendall to start with. Great. Uh, in my perspective, the productivity comes up as being really important because at the end of the day, people want to feel like they're spending their time well, and they want to feel fulfilled the way they're spending their time. I think it comes down to a really core feeling of wanting to end your day feeling good about yourself and waking up each day feeling excited about what you have to do, um, and not getting to that point of, of burnout where you feel like completely drained by the things you've been working on. And, and if you can be productive, then you can manage that and, and hopefully uh, end those days in a better way. Um, Daniel? I mostly agree. I think at the end of the day, you need to feel very well. You are actually alone most of the day. Maybe you work in a co-working, you can sit with people that may be working at home, or I don't know, you're traveling all the time, you need to feel well at the end of the day. Not only about the results, what you get, the what. I also uh, think about the how, how you do it. Uh, you do it well. So you, you don't feel that pressure. So in my case, I'm lucky I work for a company that, I mean, yeah, for results, but also about the how, how you do it. So if you question yourself how you do it, um, you're doing well, I think you'll feel better at the end of the day, and, and that's rewarding. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a how, how you do something that gives you the fulfillment. And yeah. you're productive and fulfilled at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> sure. So, um, as location independent workers, I kind of have this belief that because we don't necessarily have a schedule, it's more important than ever that we have a schedule. And this was validated, I was having a conversation with a, con a construction manager, actually, and he was sitting next to me in a coffee shop, and he goes, I always say that if you don't have a schedule, you're behind schedule. And um, we have the freedom to create uh, a lot of our own schedules and how we use time and what we do with that time, uh, but that also means that we're in charge, and that means that the person that we have to be accountable to is ourselves. So being productive is not only filling that time um, with what we want to do and how we want to do it, but it's our responsibility. Um, it's no one else telling us what we need to be doing or what we should be doing, and that's what productivity really is. It's that contract with yourself and your goals and your ambitions and your desires. Um, and if you can be doing the things that you want to be doing and the way you want to do them, you have to uh, maintain that relationship with yourself and hold yourself accountable. So I agree with what everybody else said. Um, but if anybody uses brain.fm, there's an amazing quote on there that says, 
Next to love, productivity is the number one feeling for humans, desired feeling for humans. And it's kind of true because um, I think productivity is directly to tied to our purpose. And for us to live purpose, purposeful, fulfilled lives, we need to be productive. And um, you know, there's a lot of people that become location independent and they work four hours a week and they just hang out on the beach, but then they get bored and they need some sort of productivity. And what happens when we're productive is we release a lot of uh, neurochemicals, positive neurochemicals into our body, which really kind of uh, inspires us and motivates us. And so productivity for me, the way I explain it to my clients and anybody I talk to is that it's directly to tie to what we love. And it's very important then to what our purpose is in life. Makes you feel good, which um, we're all looking at these days at what we actually want to feel like as opposed to what we're doing. That's why I put our focus how we actually want to feel. So pull it to the seat, um, We could carry on filling things out with that. I mean, for example, the scheduling. Um, can you sort of embellish a little bit on, on you know, how, what, how, how, how would you schedule is that, is that something you can talk about? Yeah, so scheduling is really important, and I think if you exist in a corporate structure, anyone that has transferred to more of this location independent lifestyle out of a corporate structure, our 24 hours are really defined for us, right? Like you have, uh, you wake up in the morning, um, this is a statement without kids, so I don't know how that um, goes into the equation, but you wake up in the morning, you get ready for work, you have X amount of commutes, so you have an hour, you're in an office for eight to 10 hours, you have an hour commute home, you have a couple hours at night to either meet up with friends or spend time with your spouse, maybe have a little bit of time for yourself, and then you go to bed. And so that idea of scheduling isn't really yours. Um, but in this lifestyle, what we get to do is be productive in times that are uh, where we have the greatest output. And so that's, um, for me, being productive around scheduling is knowing my highest, highest productivity times and really maximizing those and getting as much done in those small blocks of time um, and more importantly, protecting those times. And so this is a tool that I learned from uh, my current manager is just blocked focus time. So realistically, it's never going to be more than two to three hours because I don't have that much stamina, but that's my morning. And so I block that and I protect it. And if someone tries to chip away at it, I really push back and say, is this essential? Is this important? Because this is my time when I know in these three hours of this day, I'm going to get as much done as possible. Um, so just protecting those times when I know they're my core productivity and I have the freedom to do that because I'm creating my schedule. I would love to build on that a little bit with a, a concept that I learned a couple years ago in a training I was in at work. Um, obviously I work at a company that values productivity and efficiency. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is this concept of being the ringmaster or the beast. And when you think about your day, you think about your schedule and whether you use a calendar or not, are you the ringmaster of that calendar and that schedule? Are you the one in charge? Are you the one that's dictating where it goes and, and how it goes about? Or are you the beast? Are you the beast being directed by the ringmaster that is your schedule? And you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in that, like, okay, I have to wake up now and I have to commute now and I have to go to work now. Um, but really kind of making that mental shift of, well, do I have to be in the office at this time? Or 
do I have to start answering emails at 9 a.m. or do I have to follow up at this time? Or can I say, I want this time of my day to be about exercise or I want this time of my day to be about meditating. And you know, I, it took me a long time to feel like I had the agency to make those decisions. And once I did, I feel like I had a huge shift of just saying, no, I, I want to exercise in the middle of the day. I don't want to have to yeah. do it before or after work. Yeah. But it takes conscious effort to do that. You know, I think we're, we're, a lot of people are just unconscious and they just go with it. Um, it actually is quite difficult sometimes to be very strict and, and have that discipline, but um, you know, some people have timetables and routines that make it easier. Um, Daniel, can you... Can you um, yeah, I agree because I mean, having a flexible schedule is very good. Um, you can do what you want in the middle of the day, you can actually go to the grocery you know, in the rest hours or after the gym. So the problem for me, I mean, I try to do that sometimes. The problem for me is those interruptions. I try to do the deep work during the day. So those interruptions for me, they break the, the whole the whole day. So I just try to do that maybe one day or two every week. Like for instance, on one day I go to climb uh, at noon, but I interrupt the whole day. So then I have to work until maybe 8 or 9 p.m. And I don't like that because I know my body is used to uh, take a rest about 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and I, then I want to meet with friends or I want to play football or watch a football match, whatever. So in your case, I think I agree, but I try to I try to stick to a 9, 6, 9, yeah, 10, 7 schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, routines are very important. Yeah. I think we are running out of routines, so yeah, I try to stick to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of um, someone who went remote but he still wants to carry on with his corporate routine, so he was at home, and he'd go for a bit of walk, like he was walking to the train, and then he'd walk back again, just to, you know, keep to his routine, because that's what he was used to. But, yeah, I mean, I have my routines. Um, I mean, we can talk about tips and how to be productive, and, you know, we can, we can talk about all these things, but um, I just want to talk about why the whole concept about productivity and you know, how we perceive productivity. Because sometimes we think we're being productive or actually we're not. And sometimes we're productive. Um, um, we're not productive when we think we are. So um, I want to ask you, can you think of an example of when that has happened? Um, because, you know, I think we get to stress ourselves out thinking we didn't actually achieve anything when actually we really have. And I think that's a really good way of thinking, you know, what is, have we been productive or have we not? Um, Aaron, can I can I start with you today? So again, I think if one like if you are constantly being very hard on yourself and like judging yourself or thinking that you're not being productive, I think there's a bigger question that you need to be asking like, what are you trying to achieve? Um, and I've had conversations with people. Um, so they're like, oh, I'm just not getting anything done, I'm not getting anything done. And my first question is, you're probably trying to get the wrong things done, or you're trying to accomplish something that doesn't even need to be accomplished. Um, and I think we have shifting definitions of like what productive activities are. So there was a panel yesterday, um, one of your colleagues from Duist actually said that he was swimming, and that when he was swimming, he was working, and that was productive time. And I couldn't agree with something like that more. Um, I always say that like my best ideas and my best work always happen when I'm either like on the bus, on the bike, or in the bath, and like none of those things are work, right? So 
Um, it's just redefining what productivity means to you and giving yourself permission to be okay with that and like knowing what that is and stop saying, well, I'm not doing X, Y, Z. Well, maybe you shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z and you should be doing something else. Um, what I've been working with a lot lately is, is I think to understand if you're productive and if you're not productive is to really be aware of the feelings and the emotions and what's happening internally. And so, yeah, we do need this batch time and we need time away. Um, but also, like, if we're feeling stress or a lot of being bogged down, just, you know, we're trying to fight through this and, and, and to get past this, that means what actually is happening in our bodies is we're releasing some cortisol in our bodies and it's actually making us, making us much less productive. And so we need to step away from the computer uh, and get away and do something healthy like run, exercise, climb, whatever it may be, meditate, eat a nice dinner, um, and to kind of shift our mindsets. So like we mentioned, like we could be really anti-productive thinking we're being productive, especially, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we're go-getters, we're like, yes, we can push through it, it's hard time, it's hard, you know, it's in the evening time, you wanna work through this project, but then actually, if you go to bed with that feeling, then you're gonna uh, sit with that for the entire night of rest and then wake up with that the next morning when you wake up, and it's, it's necessary to, to get away, from, I say get away from the goddamn computer, Chris, to actually step away from those emotions of what's happening and do something that's really gonna change my state of mind so I can be more productive. So we can do that deep work for two, three hours a day and get a lot of stuff done. I would also say, because I completely agree, that for me, when I feel like I'm having these moments of, okay, I just spent an hour and a half really like digging through something that's taking up a lot of mental energy, and it's just one small step towards like a very big project or, or something that I'm working on, and I don't feel like I've accomplished much because it, it's something that's gonna take a little bit more time. I almost like take a break to be productive in a different area, like check off some things in my personal life, like pay a bill or answer an email or like call my mom. You just like do some things that allow me to get that feeling of, okay, I crossed something off of my list and I'm, I'm, I'm filling that void of like wanting to feel productive even though that's not what you should necessarily be going for. But it's like, I kind of know I need to trick my brain a little bit into just having a little reward for, okay, great. I, I got a couple of things off the list, and now I can go back to that other project. I do, I do the dishes and do laundry. I like Grace's answer because he talks a lot about the, the how, not what you get. So I have the feeling that the whole productivity concept now is everything about the, the what or how much you get. The results. Uh, maybe it's part of the productivity um, concept of the industrial era, right? So I like your answer because of that. You know, questioning yourself all the time about what is productivity, yeah. and it changes over time. You know, in different places as you are in your life. You know, what was productive for me five years ago wasn't necessarily productive. Yeah, definitely. I think the productivity concept nowadays has some kind of negative uh, interpretation. Maybe um, it's, it is a stick to the old concept between the industrial era and, you know, the factory era. Yeah. I, I do think it is about letting go, um, because, you know, we, we just want to, it's not like the, the sort of mentality of being a bit of a workaholic, we feel that we have to do stuff to make us feel better. 
I think that's one of the biggest things. Like I measured how many times I checked my cell phone over a period of two weeks. It was an average, uh, the thought was 10 times an hour for about 15 to 16 hours a day. So that's 150 times per day that my brain was thinking, oh, what's happening on my phone? That's completely counterproductive, right? So um, one of the goals like I have this year is to turn my phone off. Like raise your hand if you remember the last time you turned your phone off. Oh, that's good. That's actually a turn. Nice. Usually, huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do it again in the day. So not and if your battery dies, that doesn't count. <laughs> that does not count. But actually turning it off and getting away. So like on the weekends, I, I, I just leave my phone at home as much as possible. And the other thing is I, I interviewed um, James Shramko and he told me like when he gets on social media, he gets in 30 minutes, an hour, and it's out. And that's it. And he's, he's highly productive on social media and he's always answering all these questions from people. And, and we really gotta uh, put boundaries on our phones because they will suck a lot of our life. Like sleeping next to your phone, we check it the first thing when we wake up, you know, we say goodnight the first thing when we, or last thing when we go to sleep. Like we're always on this thing and, and the color of the phone, the blue color actually makes our brain thinks it's a, think it's a different time of the day, which makes us sleep worse. And so and we've got to get away from that sucker as much as possible. Even though they add so much value to our lives, uh, it's, our phones are kind of like a small child. We've got to give it regulation, sometimes put a diaper on it, sometimes just, you know, make sure we get away from it to maintain our relationships in our personal life. <laughs> okay, everyone put the phone off then. Um, Danny? Um, I saw you interrupt in a different way. Uh, I managed to set some boundaries with my phone. That's right. Um, but the fact of having a flexible schedule uh, makes you do some errands during the day. So for me, I love running errands, you know, because I live in the, in the center of Madrid, in the downtown, so I love my neighborhood. I like walking around in my neighborhood, saying hello to people, going to the market. So running errands during the day interrupts my whole day, and I can't do before. But for me, it's very, it's a temptation, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, my non-productive activities is doing that. So. Yeah, for me, that's the reason I stick to a 9, 6, and uh, 10, 7 schedule. Yeah. The, those interruptions, like, uh, I know I can't do, uh, I can go to plan every time of the day. I do, I can run some errands, I can go to the market, but I buy some food. For me, that's uh, a good basis that I want to do all the time. So in terms of your own challenge, what's um, like something that's really like been challenging in one area of your life that you feel that you've overcome? Um, it's a constant challenge, actually. It requires a lot of self-discipline. So I've been working the only 14 years, and, and I remember in my first days as a remote worker, I, I used to wear on my pajamas at, at 1 p.m., having lunch at 4 p.m., something like that. Or that's just fine, it's because I like so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a constant challenge, yeah. yeah. It requires a lot of self-discipline. Yeah, it's a constant work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so can you give me an example, perhaps, of your amazing app that your company has developed to become a big fan about how that, that helps you. Can you? Yeah, which, <laughs> Do you which, which, which one to do? Which one to do? Twist. Yeah, well, Twist helps you to have a synchronous communication. So we have a company culture where we don't feel that uh, fear of missing something. Uh, we have a company culture that uh, you need to respond immediately. So the, um, this tool helps a lot because it's based on great topics. 
uh, it's not like it's like where you have to answer almost at the moment because maybe you're going to miss something, then there's other things to read. So yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, technology can help to to have this kind of healthy uh, lifestyle. Well, that's it. So you know, you have to think about the, the technology. Um, um, to overcome challenges, uh, to have a less stressful life. I could go on about the hassle of Google and sending those emails, but we'll leave that. <laughs> I think we are, we are responsible for that. We are making tech, uh, we should make tech uh, more healthy for people mm. and actually more productive. Yeah. That's how it's That's being it. productive. Yeah. yeah. Um, have we got this challenge? Have you mentioned your challenge? Yeah. Yeah, we have. So, um, let's maybe ask the same question to the audience. Um, what challenges do you have that you're working at right now? Um, sure, of hands. Um, I'm working now um, to get a little bit, little bit more structured in my life travel, then I have this routine, then when I go to another country, then I fall back in a, yeah, in really bad patterns that I don't want to have, like don't do anything or watching TV or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've been location independent for seven years, traveling around the world, so I've had this problem many times. Um, I set 90 day goals in four different areas of my life, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And so those are kind of the foundation for when I travel, wherever I go, whatever new country, I make sure that uh, I have good internet, I have a place to stay before I arrive, so I can get on the ground and I can be productive and then enjoy the country, and whatever it has to offer on the, in the evenings and the weekends. So my, my travel time is condensed, my non-productive time is condensed as much as possible. So I go from like one apartment in Rio de Janeiro to a house in Italy. And the house in Italy is set up and we can get online and we can start working as soon as possible. And I have a, a schedule. I use a passion planner and I have my schedule for the week and my three most important tasks every day. And so when I land, I hop up online, and my pro it's, it's tempting because you go to a new place and it's like, oh, look at this amazing place, new museums, elephants, whatever. And um, my main priority is to stay in alignment with my goals and productivity. So when I land, get a good workout, get, know where good food is to eat, and know I can hop online and get back to work. And then you'll have, if you're staying you know, a significant amount of time, you'll have plenty of time to see, see the sights on the evenings and weekends or schedule your day as, as me. May I ask something, Chris, how, how you control, I mean, I travel a lot, uh, right now I'm staying in Madrid, um, I travel like maybe every two months, how you control that excitement when you are in some place and you want to be uh, the country or the, or the city? So, the first, so, so Daniel asked, how do you control that excitement of arriving to a new city or a country? Um, I think it take, comes with time, but for me it did. Um, because at first, like, it's really tempting to, like, oh, wow, I gotta get a scooter and drive around Thailand and see, you know, everything. And, um, but when, I think, when you get in alignment, and so, so we're coming from two, two different places. You're a doist uh, at a company, and I've been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years. 
And so um, as an entrepreneur, you start to develop that mentality of like, my priorities, no shit, no kidding, are to get my stuff done, right? And so when I arrive in a new country, it's, it's exciting, but also like, if I don't get my stuff done, I know I'm not gonna feel productive, I know I'm not gonna feel connected to that purpose of getting that stuff done. And the icing on the cake is going to see the sights around the new country and the city. Mm -hmm. Um, can you passion planners? I, I like the idea that you have to plan before you go. Just can you tell me a little bit about passion planners? Yeah, I think a girl at Harvard created it and released it about four years ago, and I've been using it four years ago. Passionplanner.com, and uh, it's kind of a journal and a planner all in one, and it's on paper, which I love. It's on paper because it gets really away from our devices. And uh, talks about your purpose, convincing your goals, uh, making sure they're they're achievable. And um, I highly recommend it. Uh, my girlfriend's a fan, and I think I've turned some other family members and friends onto it too. Mm. You can be productive by planning your. Yeah, so I plan for like I take an hour to an hour and a half. Actually, my girlfriend and I both take an hour, an hour and a half every night to or Sunday night to plan our weeks. And those are in alignment with our three-month goals. And that's kind of our Sunday night ritual. And uh, it's a special time because it's uh, sacred to us. And we'll figure out uh, what our three-month goals are, and then we'll see, okay, what can I do this week that's in alignment with my three-month goals? And then I plan um, my six or seven major outcomes for the week, and then uh, that Sunday night I plan the three most important things for Monday. And at the end of Monday, I'll look at, okay, what did I accomplish, and I'll plan the three most important things for Tuesday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. Yeah. Then I keep um, Saturday a social day, so it's completely social for the most part. And then Sunday is no plan day because I don't like, really don't like planning, even though I do it all the time. And uh, I need a day to like not make any plans so we can go chase waterfalls or something. Hey listeners, we're going to wrap up the first half of the panel there and the second half will be published as the next episode. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, be sure to subscribe to the show and it will automatically be downloaded to your device. Thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high performance productivity coaching and our annual Get Shit Done live retreat in Thailand. Both are designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done rapidly and whether you need some personal coaching while working away at home or a retreat in Thailand where you can get out of your normal routine and surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs, we have those options for you. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com and we'll see you on the next podcast.